The following podcast is a Conscious Waves production. Hi, I'm Louise. And I'm Chris. And we are Conscious Waves. Welcome to Series 2 Welcome. of Everyday Journey Inspiring Conversations. conversations. Super excited about today. Yeah, I know. So am I. However, let's just quickly put a reflection in and okay. reflect on um, our last person that we uh, did yep. to end Season, season one. 1. yeah. And that was Kathy, Kathy Brown. Brown. What an absolute inspiration. Oh, she was so good. She was lovely, very inspiring. And fitted really, really well in with our conscious conversations mm. that we just did um, not so long ago yeah. and we put up um, yeah, all about intention. Mm. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, she really did remind us of a lot of those things and for her to have such willpower and I guess gusto in a funny sort of way mm. that she could overcome so much and she was willing to give so much back to other I people. I know, I know. And she's still doing some yeah. amazing things. Yeah. She's still over in, um, yeah, I think she's still she in India. She might be in India, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah September, that's yeah. her thing. Yeah, I know. Wow, that'll be so cool if we now, get to that. Mm. Yeah, yeah mm. okay, we'll keep putting that one out there. So today. Well, I I'm always look forward to these. Sometimes I'm a bit nervous. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. You know, I'm incredibly grateful that people have, you know, just agreed to come on. Yeah. Today I'm excited on another level. Okay. Tell I us really why. am. Well, this is going to be our youngest podcast guest. I so know. So that's which cool. Is pretty exciting. Because we, we are very versatile. We are. Yes. We cover all, all, all age groups. All age groups. Yeah. Yep. And of course, he is a super special person to us. I know, I know. But we are fortunate enough, mm-hmm. and I'm, like I said, super excited mm-hmm. that our beautiful son mm-hmm. has agreed to come on as podcast guest. I know, I know. And when you. have a story to tell, even though yeah, we're young. He does. Which is good. Which is really cool. Yeah. And it should be very, very inspiring for younger people yeah. to be able to listen to his story yes. and understand his journey and where he's come from and what mm. he's doing. Now, because mm. he's doing some extraordinary yeah, I know. things. I, look, you can't, I, I don't know. You, I know that both you and I are very proud of our kids. Absolutely. They've, you know, they've gone, they're not perfect, no. but neither are we. No. And, but, you know, we stick together and, mm-hmm. you know, we're so fortunate. Matthew was our, um, our oldest, he's our eldest child. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, we nearly lost him when he was six months old. Mm-hmm. He won't tell you that story. We will. We will. We're just grateful mm-hmm. that he, got through that ridiculous mm. meningitis thing and we had him for his first Christmas and Absolutely. we've had him ever since, obviously. Yeah, and we are very blessed with that. And, you know, we've watched him do an amazing thing. I could go on and on in his introduction <laughs> I'm, and I'm not going to because I'm going to let him tell his story yeah. from his perspective. So he's a beautiful 24-year-old young man mm-hmm. who has done some remarkable things already in his life. Yes. Um, we've been privy to them and I'm I'm really excited about what he's going to share because mm-hmm. he's got some really great plans ahead yeah. and maybe we'll learn something a little bit more about him too and from his perspective <laughs> on well, some of the questions yeah, that absolutely. we're going to be asking, absolutely. I think, too. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, so Matthew Luke is coming up after this break. Okay. See you soon. See you. Introducing Everyday Journey, inspiring conversations, the show that brings you the most incredible, inspiring, and heartwarming stories straight from the lives of remarkable individuals. Each week, join us on a journey where we meet people who have experienced the extraordinary, do some remarkable things, or make a real difference in the people around them. Our podcast features an incredible array of guests who will leave you in awe. We believe that everyone has a story worth telling, and through this podcast, we provide a platform for these remarkable individuals to share their experiences, inspire others, and remind us all of the power of the human spirit. Get ready to be inspired, uplifted, and moved by the stories that will stay with you long after the episode ends. Well, we're back. We're back. And we have our... Lovely son, Matthew, here joining us with his stoic performance background. Oh, I know. Welcome, buddy. Hey, how you doing? We're good, good. thanks. Good. Well, thank you very much for coming on. We've given our listeners just a, a little bit of a brief <coughs> out, outline. I didn't go on. Oh, you'd be very proud okay. of me. 
Good on you. <laughs> so I actually, I, all they know is your age and that, you know, we're really proud <coughs> of what you're doing. So can you just maybe give us, we, we know your name, can you give us a little bit of a history of how you've got from probably being born in Sydney to where you are now, just quickly? Oh, I'm going to get a lot of these days wrong, I think. But <laughs> okay. I was born. Yay. Yay. And anyway, so we lived in Sydney for however many years that was. And then we went in Sydney, like did sports because I think I've mentioned doing a lot of sport, a lot of sporting yeah. stuff. I used to play football, cricket, would do uh, Oztag, mm-hmm. all of those sort of things, really engaged with that kind of thing. Also did some music mm-hmm. where did drums and that's just something that's always stuck with mm-hmm. me, which is great. And you then like the piano lessons didn't. Didn't like piano lessons as much. And I remember going through doing like all the testing of the instruments. You guys were like, oh, you're going to be the, the uh, like drummer guy. I'm like, oh, cool. But I really wanted to, I really wanted to play the euphonium. But when we tested that, I thought that was so cool. Such a bigger instrument, which I was like, oh, that's awesome. However, that didn't happen. It became drummer and had a love hate relationship with that. Did some. <laughs> French horn later on in high school, which was very fun. And anyway, so we moved down to South Coast and lived in Jeringong for a while, and that was awesome. Still did sports, took football a lot more seriously. Around that did representative football, did like high school, sort of got into the realm of like NLP for a while as well towards the end of my high school life with um, Rob Whitewood. Mm-hmm. The NLP master or yeah. whatever rank that they would give them. Yep. And anyway, so did that, like very always been in touch with like wanting to help people, which sort of like shaped why I then went to do. So after high school, doing all of that, played sports, sort of dropped football after a while, had a couple of reoccurring sort of like small injuries and whatnot and sort of just fell out of enjoying it because I started picking up golf and did that pretty well for quite a while mm-hmm. was able to play at a like more of a national-ish sort of event up in cypress lakes mm-hmm. which was fun did that twice i'm pretty sure yeah yep. did that uh like towards the end of my footballing career when i was playing like i was doing like group seven mm-hmm. which was fun played some games there and then after high school i went and studied to be a youth worker, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Did that for a while, however, but towards the end I kind of realised in my head and I have a very different opinion about that now, mm-hmm. but I thought I was just too young and realising that I was probably 18, 19 and the potential to work with like 20-plus-year-olds was definitely something that I thought wasn't really for me and I've always thought, oh, maybe I'd come back to it. So did that, was like working at a club for a while, like hospitality jobs, that sort of thing, and then got into doing childcare, which was sort of a mistake, sort of wasn't expecting to. I didn't actually think I was going to do it. I remember going in like the first day and going, I'm not going to come back, and it was you guys that said, no, you at least got to stick it out for a couple of days and see if you like it, and truth be told, I ended up sticking with it and (laughs) did that, and I've been working in childcare, I think this is my fourth or fifth year now. Mm-hmm. I've done like preschools. I've done at the moment I work in before and after school care. Mm-hmm. And around this time I'd taken up going to the gym and stuff because I wasn't playing sports and you guys probably won't like me saying this, but I was quite overweight and was something that I wanted to change about myself. And it wasn't until I injured myself, hurt my back really bad, doing really silly things. that I look back and go, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. And for ages, like just like on my back, couldn't do anything. It's like I wanted to always keep going to the gym. I was losing, wanted to lose weight, whatnot, then got onto a coach. And ever since then, I've sort of been following a path of like powerlifting was something that I took an interest in. I remember the first coach I reached out to never reached back. Oh, I remember. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that. I remember like I was looking at a couple of coaches and anyway, so I found a coach. His name's Joey and he runs uh, his powerlifting business and whatnot. 
And yeah, he's had. I've been working with Joey for almost three years now. Wow! And I went. Yeah, I was went been going for a while, and obviously going to stay strong. Mm -hmm. And what? So lost like a lot sizable amount of weight. I think by the end of it, I think I lost like twenty five kilos or something similar. I went from like around ninety down to seventy kilos Mm -hmm. in like a period of like a year and a half ish. And then I started taking powerlifting more seriously because I've always been a competitive sort of person. Oh, really? I like to, if I'm, no. Oh, yes. Whatever, <laughs> I, whatever I did, I wanted to do it well and compete at some standard of it. So I got into powerlifting, did my first powerlifting in 20, what are we, 24, 2020 was my first powerlifting competition towards the end of the year. That was right. at a federation, which we won't speak the name of because it's not very good anymore. Uh and so competed there when I competed like 77 kilos Uh which was awesome I think I ended up weighing like 75 when I actually competed but that was the weight class that was my first competition and ever since then I've just been competing I've competed in about four or five competitions now and my highest level I've competed at is at a national stage last year Although it was probably my worst performance to date, I was still able to come within the top 10 of Mm -hmm. a very stacked weight class, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And since then, this year has been a year where I've sort of been transitioning my job and my work, and I've been studying to become a PT, which I finished, and hence the name Stoic Performance, which we'll probably get into a bit later. Absolutely. Yeah. Taking on that sort of thing, I've going through a bit of a self-improvement kind of block with myself over the last like two or so months uh-huh. maybe a li- actually a little bit longer than that but like seriously around about two months now and a lot of that's and hence the name stoic performance because I've taken a good interest in like stoic philosophy and that sort of teachings and principles which I think is mm. quite interesting and yeah sort of all links in with my story mm. yeah, um, and that's sort of up to date with where I'm at, I'm meant to be competing in November, around about like middle end of November with a new federation, which should be really cool in a new weight class. And that's actually going up a weight class. So ironically went through a whole rigmarole of losing a lot of weight to then just choose to want to gain it again, but not <laughs> yeah. as, not as bad or anything, but it's funny how like control. things will change like that. Yeah. Having control over it and mm. having my reasons to do certain things. It's kind of a funny work around from you start one thing and then you end up mm. somewhat returning to it in a different light or respect. Okay. Mm. What um what got you into wanting to do powerlifting? Mm. Well, like I said before, like I had wanted to lose weight. That was the primary goal and I wanted to get my back better because I hurt my back yeah. and I worked with a really good physio and had a good team around me while that was happening. Uh-huh. And I'd always wanted to be a wanted to compete. Uh-huh. Originally, I thought I wanted to compete in strongman because around that time, like I was really into like the Eddie Halls and stuff like the big strongmen doing like the big 500 kilo deadlifts that are like oh, yeah. insane. <laughs> and I thought that was that was because it was all like showmanshipy as well. Like, how do I say this? Um, strongman's really cool, but it's also a bit of a show. Okay. And having that sort of perform like performer drummer background kind of went, oh, like that's something really cool. However coming to realize that it didn't really align with like my weight goals and my coach is a powerlifter mm-hmm. and he's competed like internationally and everything like that. So that was quite inspiring. I'd seen a couple of posts that he'd made about when he competed internationally and whatnot. Yeah. And that was sort of my hook to go, Oh, like this is where I want to go. My physio is also a powerlifter who's competed internationally as well. And they all sort of just went like, this is really great. And because I always wanted to be strong, like, uh-huh. I was lucky because I'd done so many sports when I was younger, like was just in general quite strong. Uh-huh. So being able to like harness that and sort of still work towards physique goals kind of got into it. And then realizing that I was quite good at it, like my ranking the last two years has been within the top 20 of juniors. I'm open now, so it's a little bit lower than that. Uh-huh. But like I was still always quite up there yeah. and always really been enjoying that. And that's sort of been the direction that's okay. I've stuck with and what yeah. kind of got me into it because it was like there's there's always there's you're never at the top of the mountain per se. Like you're always working towards something and you're always wanting to improve. There's always yeah. something you can do 
better and always something, a new goal that you can set. Mm. Mm. That's a great idea. He's always been strong, hasn't he? Always been very strong. <laughs> yeah. I can remember one time at footy and I think we all, I think mum and dad came as well, so grandma and granddad came and I think you were walking <laughs> over. So it was in like, I don't know, it was it under fives or under sixes or um, something? Under yeah, sixes. Yeah, something like that. And he was carrying like, and he was about carrying like three, three or kids. four kids on his back. <laughs> so they were trying to pull him down. Trying, right? trying to tackle him and he just kept <laughs> walking past and. And Needless I remember we, that. Needless did we know he was going to be a power. No, no, but like, he actually started quite young when yeah. you think about it. <laughs> yeah, always been doing something. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I'd be hearing fun. you screaming from the sideline, going, "Right, yep, that's me." Right. Doing your, your lovely Whatever scream, yeah. yeah, sunshine. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So there's some great memories with that. I just, um, it's. Thank you for giving us all of that information. Now that was great. That oh, was, sorry uh, if I rambled on too long. I just no, keep no, going. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. That was great. great. Um, a couple of just little things, if you can, and I know I'm sort of putting you on the yeah. spot a little bit, but go for it. A couple of highlights then from maybe primary school ish days that you, whether it was sport or because I know that you had to move primary schools, yeah. which would have had quite a bit of an impact at the time. I would imagine. Um, I interested to know what your philosophy is sort of as you've grown up with how hard that was because I know it was hard on the day. We had to move schools part the way through. Yeah. And stuff. But a couple of highlights. Yeah. A couple of highlights, oh, probably putting me on the spot here, yeah. but it was always like sporting stuff that was highlights for me. It was like going to play football games on the weekend or like playing Oztag in the off season, always having a sport to go to, like always training to go to, which was always exciting for me because like, Earlier on, like, school wasn't as exciting for me. Like, I was always a lot more of a hands-on kind of person, which is A-OK. Like, you look Mm. at it now and go, that's fantastic. However, like, at the time I was like, I suppose, like, going, that was what I was good at, so I was excited about it. So any sort of, like, physical, like, I remember, like, funny, like, little highlights when I used to play AFL for the school team sort of thing, and we would do really well or, like, that we would play, like, the school as the school team and do really well. And then probably the bigger highlights were when we were in like at Jerringong and stuff at Jerringong Public School and our like football sort of amazingness that we were able to sort of pull off. I wouldn't remember what year I was in, but we went almost through to the state finals Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And you were the coach as well, Christopher. And I remember like, I remember that, I remember that whole journey being like something that was really exciting for me. Mm. And I, that was probably the most fulfilling, like, football year like also like getting asked to play for like group seven and stuff that's always awesome and some awesome other like football mentors like Rob Wishart along the way them always being in like my corner which I think was I look back I didn't obviously realize it at the time but like looking back at it now I go those were some awesome opportunities and things that I remember going forward when other opportunities are arising and you're working with people and just go you take every opportunity as it comes Hmm. And utilize it in the best way you can. It's not yeah. we're not always perfect. Yeah, and I then like oh sorry, no no yeah I'll, because probably like my two big sides like my sporting side and then my like music side doing like all sort of like music stuff. I really enjoyed that. If we're talking more into high school, I remember thinking the day of my HSC playing and being like, oh how good is this? I remember sitting in the top room at uh Rod Point trying to play smoke on the water and freaking out because I didn't know how to play all the notes and I knew I was going to have to play it the next day and just going, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, am I allowed to swear? I don't, I don't want to all the time, but I, I wasn't sure. Sorry. Uh, yeah, um, that's okay. Limit it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like, this is terrible. Like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do this. I remember sitting down to like play my first piece after my Viva and going, crazy how we went from that to being here and like having opportunities to play at things like Southern Stars and able to like sit in on some like musicals in the pit and stuff and play in a musical as well which was cool and yeah that sort of stuff's been really cool those like highlights for me that I always sort of hold true to myself well, and getting my pen license oh, I twice Oh, yeah, did you lose it one time? Well, because I had to get it when I was in Putney and I got it and then I remember bringing it down to Jerringong and I remember my teacher at the time, uh, Mr. Fletch, 
Fletcher, I think. And he's like, oh, you got to get it again because I didn't give it to you. Oh. And I remember him just going like, this is this is nothing. You didn't get recognition. So I remember, I remember getting get it again. The prior learning. <laughs> no, no, he just said, oh, you're going to have to get it. Like, I think I got it within the week anyway, but I was just like, damn. I can re- <laughs> remember that your dad get your pen license twice. That's no, I remember being so miffed about it, like being so proud, being like, oh, you're writing a pen. Don't take it up. He's like, what's this? I'm like, oh, I wrote in pen. He's like, where's your pen license? And then I'm like, oh, this He's like, this isn't for this school <laughs> i'm like oh, oh i remember being funny. very embarrassed but it was very funny yeah oh, it's funny i'm glad you can laugh on it looking back absolutely. oh yeah absolutely like a lot of things you sort of like in the moment it's totally different to after the fact for sure yeah. now one of the things that i know that you haven't sort of touched on that you're probably still really proud of because there's so much or you know chuffed with yourself you should be anyway was when you were doing really well at golf, what did your yes. handicap come down to? Is it a uh, handicap? It was in the single digits. I think I got to like five. Yeah, you did. Something I was very low. Like mm. I wouldn't re- – I could probably find it, but I probably yeah, for the I sake think of it was time. Five, seven, I think it was something, ar- something around five, like because it would be in like point system, would be like 5.9, 5.8. I think I was like 5.5 at my lowest. Wow, that's awesome. Which is quite funny because if I ever went to play, because like I sort of ended it as I was around there anyway. Mm. And if I go to play golf again, I'm pretty sure I have to play at that handicap anyway before it adjusts <laughs> back to what I'm actually playing at. So <laughs> that's I a bit remember of a handicap. looking at it. I remember the handicap's yeah, so, the handicap. <laughs> there's, I get no handicap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. So, <laughs> so I'd have to say probably some of that the mindset probably would have been with golf mm. one of the harder ones that you had to deal with. With I mean, I know oh, you were very, very competitive and I think that um, your mind probably had to be in that more than in some of the other things. Yeah, definitely. When you think of how you mentally approach certain things, it's really different. You sort of have to think in a lot of different sports, it's like hit, go, and you go harder. Whereas it's golf, it's like something's gone bad, don't go harder. It's not the answer. The answer isn't always more power, more aggression. Whereas a lot of the sports, you can get a little bit more of that mongrel about you and you can get a, go a little bit harder and it fixes it because it's a, like a long game sort of thing. S- similar to cricket, you sort of have to like plan it out a little bit more and I had my fair share of being very calm and being very not calm. And <laughs> I think oh, I that can definitely be an attribute to that. There is definitely times where I was not the perfect sort of golfer <laughs> mentally because it's a lot more of a mental game. Yeah, and, like, for the amount of time. Younger. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was younger, like coming from a background of sport where it's a lot more of that, like, step on the gas when things aren't going as well, like you need to put in more effort not realizing that that more effort is mental game than it was physical game yeah so if you because had, like you had your time again at, well how about we play this little scenario so mm-hmm. you're matthew 24 right now yes if you were going to talk to matthew 16 when he was 16 about golf what mm-hmm. advice would you give yourself uh specifically golf it would be to just play the game, like play the long game. Like at the end of the day, golfing is about scoring. And I think something that like I, I know about this now and it doesn't matter. Like obviously being able to hit a long drive is awesome, but if you can't actually score, like it doesn't mean anything. Like you can hit the longest ball ever, but if you're not then putting that into like a better score, you're not going to beat the guy who hits it 30, 40 metres shorter than you but is – able to put the entire thing together. I think coming from a background where it's like football and run harder, tackle harder, like just put, just project yourself in a more powerful state, essentially Hmm. that doesn't transfer to golf at all. Yeah. Like (laughs) you need to be more powerful in mind to be able to go, okay, this happened. How am I going to move on from that? Hmm. Because I've obviously been, I have played golf since then not in like a competitive matter where like each shot does matter, but like whenever I play, I try to score as well as I can and realizing that sometimes like I'd actually don't hit it as far as I used to other, but like that's not as common 
because I am just genuinely stronger now. But yeah. looking at it going, it, it doesn't matter that I could hit a ball 20, 30 metres further if I'm able to put myself in better positions and make it easier, make life easier for yourself. It's probably the advice I would give to my younger self is make things easy for yourself. Don't worry about how far you can hit it. Sort of like keep your ego checked because no, that's no, another like really big thing. You've got to keep your ego in check because like your ego at the end of the day is your enemy and that's in most things in general. Mm. But if I was to give myself some advice, that's probably be it is that your ego is your enemy and make it easier on yourself by just playing the game of golf rather mm. than the, oh, I hit this the furthest game of golf, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually a really good spot for us to take, take a, a short, short break, break, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much. And I'm really keen to come back after the break and find out a bit more about stoic performance. Okay. Okay. Are you ready to dive deep into the world of consciousness and personal growth? Look no further than Conscious Conversations, the podcast that takes you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. Hosted by a dynamic husband and wife team, who are experienced coaches and thought leaders, this podcast offers insightful and inspiring conversations about a range of topics, from aligning values, mindfulness and meditation to relationships and communication. Each week, they will share their unique perspectives and wisdom on how to live a more conscious and fulfilling life. Welcome back. Welcome back. Here with our beautiful Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's been fascinating actually hearing your perspective on some of those things now and and knowing what you used to think and how hard you were on yourself mm -hmm. a lot of the time, especially in golf. Yes. Um, mm. The pressure that you put yourself under that we would see. I'm glad you gave yourself some advice. So mm. good, and, good for you. And, and it's great to see about the ego, mm. and it's and yeah, definitely does play a massive part. So yep. yeah, well done for that. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. recognizing that already. Yeah. He's only 24, so this 100%. is a good thing. And I this think. is why, and this is why it's so good for young people like Matthew to be able to hear it through the eyes of a young person. I know, Instead yeah. of hearing it through people like you and I. Yeah, who are old. Who are old and, you know, TikTokers. Um, oh, TikTokers. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug the TikTok. Plug yeah, it. We'll share that story with you later <laughs> another time. Um, however, it's it's great because young people these days need to hear uh, things like that mm. through people yeah. like Matthew and, and young, like, the the young people because it's those young people that are our our future. Oh, absolutely. Mm. And so, look, I've Dad and I, you know, we've always thought that you've been you would be well suited to the teaching area. So when you went into early childhood and and you know this before and after school school care thing that you did and do still, um, we always knew you were going to succeed in that because it is one of the areas that, you know, you do have a strength in and you've always had a strength mm -hmm. to sort of have a good care for other people and, and want other people to do well. 100%. It has been one of those things. So when you sort of said I'm going to now become or, you know, I'm going to upskill, up -skill, I guess you would call it, into yep. doing um, personal training, like I know that you've loved your learning all about your powerlifting and losing the weight that you wanted to lose and, and becoming very strong or stronger. Um, what what was actually the clincher that thought you thought you'd do this instead of, you know, perhaps early childhood for a longer period of time? It, it's a very complicated sort of answer, but to probably best answer it would be to sort of go, I think I kind of ran my course with it, that I've really enjoyed it and I do love educating. Like I do still like private teach drums and stuff as well and I mm -hmm. love the education portion of it. However, just there's elements of childcare that you really got to want to stick it for the long to long haul if you want to like stay in it mm -hmm. because like it is a very challenging field in its own right like every field is it yeah. has its drawbacks and it has its you should like really only do it if you want to do it like this and like mentally like it does take a toll when you're having to pretty much explain to kids all the time like let's do this, let's not do this. Like you're also always teaching awesome lessons to them and valuable life lessons. However, kind of I started to just drift away from it and there was like elements of like the actual workplace I was with as well. And I think it sort of opened my eyes to that. I don't have to stay in the one field forever and I don't have to 
also disregard the one field forever either mm. because I'm sort of, I realised that I started really taking a passion for like fitness in general and started kind of thinking, oh, like there is, like you can help more people than just by teaching their kids not to pick their nose or to like other like valuable lessons. Like it does get repetitive after a while and I think there was the option because I'd gone to study like my bachelor's in early childhood teaching Mm-hmm. And when I started getting into the crux of like I'm putting all this effort into something that I'm starting to lose interest in, mm-hmm. I decided I needed to kind of take the opportunity to pivot into a direction that's just more exciting for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And look, even looking at the way I've pivoted and being where I am now, like I'm happy with the decision I've made, but like the thought process that got me there would be a lot different now to what it was then a lot more of it then was just I was getting very caught up in like the drama cycle of it all and sort of like the I'm burnt out not wanting to do this with kids Mm. anymore Mm -hmm. because I also in my head had said when I started is that if I do ever get to a point where I become the fuddy fuddy duddy that doesn't like what he's doing but he's stuck doing it Mm. I was gonna move anyway and There was, a, there was a time where I had started to become like that and I was very aware that I don't want to leave hating the field. Yep. And I've, I've definitely pivoted from there and there's, there's been events even as of, of recently that's made me go, oh, like I actually really value what I do, but it's just more naturally I've sort of just moved in a d- different direction. Mm. So at, I had always said that I wanted to get my certificates in fitness and a lot of people I would talk to is like oh yes like you should do that in some degree whether it's like become a sports teacher or go do like your cert three and four in fitness or whatever like people had like always mentioned it to me and I thought to myself well because I at the time chosen that I wanted to move I didn't want to continue doing my bachelor's Mm. so I went I have this opportunity where I can like it's still on hold like if I ever did want to go back I've got the opportunity to do so but I thought I'd chat chase something I'm more excited to do Mm. that's sort of where I got with it that it's I started getting more excited about it and realizing that there's a lot of good opportunities in there if you're like willing to put in the work and then so I started studying I studied through the Australian Institute of Personal Trainers Mm -hmm. and ever since then like doing something I'm really excited about sort of like you see everything in a different light everything's better when you're in a better headspace with things Mm. So starting to see opportunities and like those opportunities are slowly coming to fruition as, as well. Yeah. Like I've been very fortunate that the prac that I, the place I did more of my prac work has like offered me work there and signing me on as one of their PTs and things like that, which is very exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Cool. Hey, it'll be really interesting. I bet you some of our people who are listening to this right now are mm-hmm. going, Wow, he's actually got something that his whole life he's been leading to. Mm, because when you hear all of him so telling his story, mm. couldn't you tell that every every bit that he's loved in his life has been the sporting stuff? That's what it's I mean. Been the competition, this it's is been why the, so all good of to that, reflect. and it's so good that he's reflecting because I think you know, had had we given advice on what, like I, I even said that we always thought he was going to be a good teacher, but how how often did we have the conversation going? He needs to teach sport. Yeah, it's always sports. had that in. So not necessarily a PE teacher the same mm-hmm. as you need to be a sports sort of teacher mm-hmm. because he does have that passion and, and everybody will have known from listening to how passionate you were about talking about that mm-hmm. that it just seems like the most natural thing for you to be doing the, at the minute. I'm so excited. And that's, and that's so what's so, and that's what, um, how he explained that then. That's what's so important for young people these days too is mm-hmm. to be able to understand that what he just said and be able to go, oh, wow, okay, maybe I might have that fine thread going through mm. that I might be, you know, like Matthew had the sport, but yep. like they might have something going through that they yeah. really haven't noticed yeah. before. Or they thought they were going to go down one path. Exactly. And then you, you, I'm really glad that he that you've realised that, you know, when something's not really lighting you up anymore, mm. you really do want to, I, I think Francesca said it on our pod, podcast, you know, you want to make sure that you do what, you want to get up in the morning and do what you want to do. do. You know, yeah. it's not yep. doing something you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, because that drives did. such a passion. And um, and I think that uh, I think it's great. I'm like I said, I'm I'm really excited about <laughs> this whole next little bit. But I know that there's been something that's been coming along with 
that seemed to happen yeah. in a similar sort of time frame, which is I think, so, yeah. stoic performance. You, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. So, mm. yeah, give us a bit of an insight into this sort of whole new philosophy yeah. learning you're into. It's all sort of very poetic. I've kind of, like you were just saying, just to touch base on that before we move on, is that very poetic for me, like you sort of say, like a lot of these different things are strung together to be kind of like what I'm doing now. But like it's very similar, like with what I'm just about to mention, like wanting to like help and self-improve. Like like I mentioned it before, talking about doing like my NLP, I did my um, master prac Mm -hmm. in NLP and not sure if your listeners are familiar, but that stands for like neuro-linguistics programming, which is sort of like understanding the way brain works and how you can interact with people understanding that essentially. Mm. And then like I know that you, Dad, went on and did your, what was it called again? It was... um, Psychotherapy. You did your psychotherapy, which is like Mm -hmm. the step beyond that as well with like working with clients and whatnot Mm -hmm. and how that is ironically poetic, like leading into like my probably like my new mantra and stuff. Like I've always been into self-improvement and it's sort of like self-improvement's only so good. Like motivation is only so good before you start to go like, oh, well, why am I motivated? Like realizing that your motivation changes over time. And I sort of like stumbled onto through a mate, um, something called stoicism. And that's, this is sort of like a Greek pathology, um, philosophy. Mm-hmm. it's essentially to kind of like sum it up is sort of how you interact with things around you. So sort of like not taking offense to the things you can't change, like understanding that there's always going to be the things that you can't stop happening. Mm-hmm. Like someone decides to do wrong by you or something like you couldn't control how they were going to respond to you, but you can control how you react to that. So not being like emotionless, but being very in touch with your own emotions and how you react with that, how you perceive things like ego and all of that sort of thing. And it's really interesting, like the and the thing I find so fascinating is these people that were writing it like lived ages ago, like Roman Empire, like all of that sort of thing. Like some of the main ones, like Marcus Aurelius, like he used was like a leader, like he was in for like was uh emperor of rome at the time and essentially he does these things called uh meditations and it's him sort of like discussing his sort of way he's sort of thinking about things while he's going through like all these tragedies but then you have like other philosophers that studied stoicism as well that were like slaves and they were writing about kind of their experience and not being upset about how they had things happen to them but like they were more focused on okay, this is my situation, how do I deal with that? And that's sort of something that I find quite common in things like fitness is sort of like you kind of you go, okay, this has happened, how do we then move on from that? Like it's awesome like you always have someone in your corner if you've got like a good coach or something, but like there's always going to be issues along the way and there's always something that you can improve on and it's sort of being subjective and going, objective, sorry, and going, okay, this is what's happening I'll do this. Like in powerlifting, it's really common for people to go like, oh, I'm doing this lift and it needs to be at this scale. So it's like this percentage of how hard it is. A lot of people will like let their egos get in the way and then they'll they'll stuff up, but then they'll get really frustrated and get angry with all the things that they didn't have in their control. But like they could turn around and go, like they get angry at like the weight was, this day was bad, like I slept, but well, I slept bad, whatever. It's like, okay, what could you have done? it's turning around and going, oh, well, I could have slept better. I could have let my ego not get in the way. I could have been honest with myself and sort of that leads you into just making more improvement. And since I've been sort of applying this, it's just helped me sort of cut, sort of work through like my own things and sort of realize that, oh, like a lot of the things that I had problems with like other people, like other situations. And like, as I talk like about my work and whatnot, is realizing that a lot of it was coming from within and you sort of like, as you start to realize that and like stoicism, like they just discuss like a lot of different ideas of like how you deal with your ego, how you deal with like things happening, goal setting, being too unrealistic, realizing that we can, we're all destined for greatness, but it's like a matter of, are you getting too ahead of yourself? Are you expecting things to happen, but not doing them? And I think those things are really interesting. And I was reading a really interesting book by an author called Ryan Holiday, and he write, 
wrote this book, which was the one I've just finished reading called Ego's the Enemy. Hence why I talk quite a lot about ego. It's like you realize how much it's driven like people throughout history and it always has the same sort of outcome of if you're too full of yourself, if you're not willing to step back and go, oh, I should maybe change. It's being able to, in a weird sort of way, swallow your pride mm-hmm. and go, okay, how can I be more virtuous? How can I choose to make better decisions? Although, like, I may not want to, and that's sort of what these Stoic philosophers were writing about, like Marcus Aurelius was writing about these things when he was, like, at war with, like, other groups trying to invade his thing. He had to, like, bury three or four of his children because of, like, plague and stuff, and he's discussing, like, he's having all these feelings, but he's trying to go, okay, how do I move on from this? A lot more traumatic than probably we'll deal with, well, maybe not for all, but you sort of realise that these people are writing these things hundreds of thousands of years ago and they still hold up to today's standards and can be applied to today's standards and all people that do great things and are continuously successful, whether they understand or know Stoicism or not, like people that are successful, they don't get in their own way. They use like a similar philosophy Mm. and I think that's something that's really been good for me. And it's something that I think is really good and can be applied in fitness, hence stoic performance, because Mm -hmm. being able to have a strong mind is just as important as having a strong body and being like a healthy mind is a healthy body. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. it's all nice and related. Hey, I bet you if Mm. you went and did your um, society and culture pip again, it would might be a little bit Mm. different. uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) so, So your pip was about male body image, I think. Yeah, which is ironic as, yes, which is, again, like a lot I've I've found like a lot of my stuff's quite poetic in the way that it's all part of something that is the same. Yes. Like, yeah, I wrote my pip about, yeah, I wrote it all in a weird sort of way has tied in in one way or another, whether or not you believe in higher power or whatever. Like I quite believe in like taking love in fate, which is like another stoic quote, is a morphati, is sort of like love, fate. Sort of like, don't be angry because something happened. Be happy because it's happening. Be in love with fate in a way because it's what it's it's not. Yeah. What, it's it's what's doing it for you. So actually, enjoy the ride is mm-hmm. really it, yeah in another like, nutshell really. And it yeah. it's amazing to hear that from somebody so young. Mm. I think yeah because if you could have learned th- that early, like the earlier you learn that, the better your life's going to be. So you've got a yeah. an opportunity. Mm. Yeah, definitely, because, like, it's definitely in media anyway. And, like, there are things that you sort of, there's a difference between motivation and sort of discipline and kind of being objective about things is where things sort of disconnect and where I had a lot of a disconnect for ages is that I would be, like, I would listen to, like, a Dwayne The Rock Johnson motivation. So, like, is this tomorrow or, like, doing, like, is this day one or whatever, like kind of going, oh, yes, like I'm doing it today rather than doing it tomorrow sort of thing. Well, then you never do it tomorrow. But sort of going, oh, like being able to be honest with yourself and go, am I going to do it today? Yes. Good. If not, why? Because there's always like an underlying sort of reason for things, like having, oh, yes, so sort of, I think I can sort of remember what I was saying. So it's like loving fate because like if something's going good, that you're doing the things that align with your goals. However, things are going bad. You're sort of just straying away from those goals. You're sort of not seeing the big picture. It's an opportunity that you're sort of, you're going to, if you're slipping up, there's a reason you're slipping up. Mm. Whether or not, and like if you are religious and you believe in a higher power, it could be because you've strayed away from your faith or it could be that your goals are no longer aligning with your faith in a little bit more of a peasant, like what would you call it? not believing in religion, it could just be like, are your actions changing? Why are they changing? Is someone changing it? Mm. If they are identifying that and can you, are you strong enough to be your own person or are you stuck being a people pleaser? Are you stuck trying to control others and getting mad when they turn around and say, well, stuff you, you yeah. know? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yep, yeah. That's exactly right. So that whole power of your mind is going to really go mm. well with the power of your body mm. really that's it yeah because yeah. i feel like there's a lot of people that seek sort of motivation like this but not a lot of 
fitness people, unless you're like an influencer, are really kind of grounding their practice in, oh, like let's build like let's build yourself strong, but like let's reflect on like the way you're thinking about things. How can we sort of take this philosophy that's withstood the test of time and how can we apply elements of that to what you're going through? Because there's so much good information. How do you siphon the stuff that's relevant? And a lot of people will just search for that somewhere, but it won't really stick. Mm. But these are like things to be stuck and sort of like to just practice every day and sort of how can I be more virtuous every day, changing the way you think. And over time, like that just then changes everything, which is fantastic. Yes. Mm. It's like you do that practice and then the practice becomes a habit and the habit becomes yes. your yeah. behaviour and your behaviour just becomes Become your life. life. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That, sort of, yeah. that sort of flowing on idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That sounds good, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, very exciting stuff. Yep. Hmm. All yeah. All right. Well, maybe we have another short little break. We'll have think? a short break and then we'll come back with uh, a couple of couple of little, little things. Little but questions. Definitely the big questions. Oh. Mm. Okay. Okay. See you soon. Are you looking for a website that inspires, educates, and empowers you to live a conscious life? Look no further than Conscious Waves. With a fresh look and exciting content, our website is your ultimate guide to conscious living. Join our community of like-minded individuals at Conscious Waves today and start your journey towards a more conscious and fulfilling life. Well, here we are with Mr. Stoic himself. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't he learned a lot? God love him. No. I'm so proud of him. Very good. Yep. Yep. And um, I'm I'm liking that I'm getting a lot of good advice still, which is is really good. We're always learning. Always Always learning. It doesn't matter how old you are. Always learning. And I like that all the things that he's learnt has really been able to morph into some ideas that are working well for him. Could you imagine what it would have been like if you and I would have known about this when we were his age? But the thing Uh, is, like, it's always you can take these things and apply them to your everyday life. Like, people, when they were, like, writing these philosophies, they they weren't young. Hmm. Like, some of them were younger leaders, however. It's like it's something that, although, like, you might think, you're too old for something, but like that's the trap. Like you're not actually too old for something. Well, maybe if you want to be a professional football, maybe if you want to be a professional footballer at like sixty and want to play in the NRL, <laughs> like that might be a little bit tricky. Get in the mask. How, the best- however, like there is, if you are confident enough in what you want to do, it doesn't matter how old you are. That's right. And like this sounds a bit corny coming from a twenty-four year old. However, from like <laughs> histories and learnings and stuff, like. The people that choose that it's over, it is over. Like you never really quit. Like not something's not really over until like you leave it. Yeah. There, there's a well, better. Well, there is a quote that goes thing. along those lines. No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked over the top of him. Then sorry about that, Matthew. No, that's okay. All right. So um, just to, I know that you're only just starting out with this stoic performance, and you've you've done your training, and you're as motivated as I've seen you in a long time, which is fabulous. I love it. Yeah. Um, what's what sort of things do you think you you know have you got some milestones you want to achieve, or you're just going to live in the moment and and just sort of see where it takes you? Oh well, it a little bit of every, a little bit of both in that mm-hmm. aspect. Like I'm definitely writing what's coming to me like a lot of opportunities have opened up over the last six months and a lot of things a lot of things have changed and there's been turbulence and like a lot of great people will say is that you sometimes just need to let the dust settle before you can do things and I think I'm sort of like reaching where the dust is settling it's like the calm before the storm like (laughs) I am reaching an opportunity I'm reaching a crossroads where I'm I'm working doing one job which is fantastic and I really do like it Mm-hmm. However, like there's going to come a time where I'm going to need to work on letting that go and changing and taking personal training more seriously as a full-time job. Mm-hmm. However, at the time, like I've got a start date where I'm working at the gym that I did my prac at, where mm-hmm. I'm one of their personal trainers on their roster, which is going to be fantastic. And that's going to come with its own awesome opportunities, which I'm very excited mm-hmm. about, yeah. where I'll do like face-to-face training. Mm-hmm. However, like I'm also going to be very much setting up like online coaching as well. Like there's a lot of very successful trainers that will only coach online. Like my coach, I only work with him online and he works with me doing nutrition and coaching and I'm going to be doing something very similar. And then like there's always options to do like video calls and stuff very similar to how you run this podcast even mm-hmm. where I'll be sort of venturing into all of that. But it'll definitely be where like the attention 
Like if I'm getting more attention doing my one-on-one PT, it's definitely going to be the road I take. However, like if I do get more online clients, like that'll be something that I'll be venturing with more. So like obviously over the next six to eight months, I'm hoping to transition to do PT full-time. That's Mm. ultimately the goal at the moment. That's obviously going to change and that's something. And the biggest part is I also want to make sure that I'm keeping my ego in check and making sure that I'm keeping my mind right as I go through this because I know the better I've got that, the better my results are going to be and I'm going to get the outcome I'm looking for. When you start to focus on the things that you want to do, like the opportunities come and when you're aware of what you do that's good and once you do that's not so good, like that's awesome. There was this quote, uh, here all the time at the moment and it was a um nfl coach of some sort and he was picking up a team that had gone like 14 and 2 so like 14 losses to two wins in like two three nfl seasons and he turned around the reporter's like oh how are you going to turn the team around he's like we're going to watch the plays we're going to watch the good ones we keep doing more of that we're going to watch the bad ones we're going to do less of that and like although it's super simple like it's something that's very good and like advice that i've taken on in a lot of aspects of my life it's like Things I'm doing good, I'm going to do a lot more of those. Things I'm not doing so good, I'm going to do less of that. So that's sort of the goal at the moment and setting up my business. Like at the moment, I'm still sort of in the process of that, like towards the end of it, which is fantastic. Just waiting on sort of timing it right mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's all sort of happening. I don't want to jump the gun and start too early, but I also don't want to be twiddling my thumbs thinking, oh, I've got the time and whatnot, and then suddenly have no time. Yeah. So that's sort of where I'm at the moment, which is fantastic. And it's in a, I'm in a really good spot, which is exciting. No, it's great. It it's awesome. Yeah. It's really good. It is it? good. Now, this is an interesting question. I always find this one, I, I always think it's the hardest question we have, but it's the one that I think everybody gets the most impact from, yeah. I think, as, as a bit of, um, yeah, to, just to help everybody because being on this podcast, you're inspiring other people. That's right. We no matter what age they are, we stories. learn, everybody learns, and yeah. um, you probably learn something yourself about yourself that you might not have known about. Oh, you're all, doing it, always, knows? always <laughs> learning. All right, so the question is, if you had the attention of the whole world at the minute, what advice do you think would be worthwhile giving? That's It's a tricky one because I have two probably main bits of advice that yeah, I would we'll let you do two we'll for sure, our son. Yeah, we'll yeah. Give You'll us, let me give do two. I'll okay. do two. So yeah. probably the first one would be like whatever comes next, your ego is your enemy. Like regardless, like you take everything that you've done up to this point, but you have to always realise that ego is always there. It's like not to be a bad thing. Like sometimes ego can be a very good thing. But like always understand that whatever comes next, that ego is probably your main task to conquer, like your main goal that you're always going to need to be re- re-evaluating. But one that I probably think is a little bit cooler, would be probably cooler for your younger kids, could be for anyone, that it, that averages the enemy, success is your responsibility, and change can happen in an instant if you're willing to flip the switch. That anything can happen at any time as long as you're ready. Anything can happen at any time as long as you're ready. I like that. Mm. It is. It's about being ready. Sometimes you're just forever living out. So there's a bit about Can you remember and say that again for us? Uh, the whole quote is, all right, so average is the enemy, success is your responsibility, and change can happen in an instant if you're willing to flip the switch. And oh, how did I finish it? Oh, that always got to be ready for change along those lines. Mm, yeah. As long as you're ready. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I, I really think average, and, and in a way that whole thing of average is becoming the norm in mm-hmm. society at the moment. You know, like everybody gets a re- an award, everybody, you know, like there's that, that whole thing of people not wanting to necessarily excel. Mm. You know? we, were, we were talking with uh, Kathy Brown about yes. exactly the same. Yeah. So I, I really, that that's actually a really nice way of putting it. I like mm. that, that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Average, you know, success is your responsibility. Yeah, it really is. It's not anybody else giving you right. your those journey. sorts of things. It's your journey. It, it, is. And, and it is. And it is your mm. responsibility. And I think the more that we can actually take responsibility for, like you've been talking about, our actions, our reactions to things, you know, yes. what, what comes your way, you you know, you've got the choices. Mm. You know, is it happening to you or are you able to make something better from it? Yeah, and absolutely. all of these messages are mm. very, very good ones, mm. very good ones indeed. So they were very yeah. good. Yes. Well, very good. Thank you, thank you so no. much for sharing that. And it's pretty good advice for a twenty-four from a, from a 24-year-old, yeah, I would I, have to say. Well, that's and that's what I said before, um, how important it is. 
uh, hearing uh, somebody uh, with a with a good head on their shoulders at his age mm. and being able to know what he knows. Yeah. Um, is is yeah, it's a it's a credit to him and yeah. um and let's really put that out there for a lot of other young people as well as old people, yeah. as Matthew said, um, that they can really look at that as well, which is which and, is awesome. And and change isn't that bad. Yeah. Change is great. Yeah. And, change and, is great. Hmm. Yeah, change is great. Sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable, but that's okay. It can be that, uncomfortable for sure. Yeah, yeah, until we until we work past that moment of being uncomfortable and then start. So, yeah. Well, look, and I, I would, um, I'll give you a little bit of a go to also maybe promote some of the Stoic um, <laughs> philosophers as well because it, it is a really great philosophy. It's mm. very positive. It's very proactive. Mm. Mm. It's very um, almost like natural law in a way yeah. because we're all entitled to this sort of and it's been around for understanding and, and philosophies that we mm. have. So, um, are there speci- I think you mentioned a couple of people as you were going through. Maybe mm. re-mention those in case people want to do a little bit yeah. of extra study on re- on stoicism. Yeah, it's like if you were to start, like there's a lot to digest, and which is fantastic. Like you will find, obviously, you'll find what you're looking for within stoicism. Like some people will take this advice on a lot differently to you or I, which is a fantastic mm. thing. Yep. But like if you wanted to sort of go, if you wanted to start, you could someone that's quite easy to sort of help you go into it is someone called Ryan Holiday. He's not necessarily you probably call him our like modern day stoic. Mm-hmm. Our, like he's he practices a lot of these things and he's able to interpret them. And he writes books such as like Ego is the Enemy, um, Stillness is the Key, and Obstacle is the Way. Those mm-hmm. are three really good books. Yeah, they do those. Um, if you wanted to be a little bit more into the history of it, like Lives of the Stoic, also like written by Ryan Holiday. Sounds like a bit of a plug just for this guy. Yes. However, if you wanted to sort of dive into, <laughs> the, into the texts, yeah, if you wanted to dive into the texts yourself, you sort of stuff like Marcus Aurelius, he does a thing called Meditations, which is essentially his journal, which is so what's fascinating about this and what I find so fascinating is that this guy This guy just wrote this journal. He didn't want to, like, if wasn't writing it to publish it or anything, it's just him going through his thoughts. Like, he does things like he was writing one day about wanting to wonder if he should get out of bed because, like, the bed is so warm, but understanding he has all these duties that he has to do and sort of, like, weighing up that are my duties of the day worth sacrificing because I don't want to get out of bed today. And that guy could have 100% just stayed in bed all day like he was an emperor. He was, by today's standards, like, billions However, like those would probably be where I would start and then you sort of go from there and you find your own way. Like there's good mm-hmm. podcasts. He does like the Daily Stoic and he kind of gives you meditations from stuff like that and from other Stoics as well mm-hmm. if you want to sort of get involved with that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really good. Yeah, that's and it also too, just so because we're going to start uh, wrapping up, yep. is there sure. – what do you is there a plug that you want to give about uh, your business or performance? Anything that you've set up yet with uh, social media or and or yeah. Instagram? At the moment, to sort of if you wanted to follow me, I have an Instagram and it is the Stoic Motion. Oh no, sorry, not the Stoic Motion. It's Stoic Performance PT. I've had I've rebranded already and I haven't even started. Excellent. So you'll either fight. Depending on how Instagram's algorithm changes, you're either going to find me at Stoic Motion or Stoic Performance PT. Okay. And there I'll eventually, I'm setting up like my link tree and you can reach out to me and we can sort of discuss, like have a like obligation-free like discussion. We can kind mm-hmm. of go over your goals, work out if I'm the right fit for you and like if you're the right fit for me. And mm-hmm. then hopefully, like I, I'm, I'm not a huge TikToker anymore. Used mm-hmm. to be really good, really big until I realized it was not very good for me. Mm-hmm. However, that's right, that's why we're called the old. You might be able to find me. <laughs> we haven't even started yet. <laughs> you can also just find me on Instagram at Matthew Luke as well, or Matthew Luke One, I think it is, if you want to just follow me personally. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have all my links to like my personal training services through there as well. Okay, oh, cool. Okay. Well, we'll grab, um, some of mm-hmm. those links and we'll put yeah, them up with them in the description. Uh, yep. Yeah, we and we'll will. put them all up there Beautiful. so that people can follow you and uh, um, contact you if they need to. Maybe find a stoic PT person for Absolutely. themselves. Absolutely. Nice. 
which yeah. would be great. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so very, very much yeah. for coming on. Uh, like I said, still learned some stuff, even though I thought I knew him almost better than he knew himself, <laughs> but not anymore. <laughs> and it's it's great. I'm yeah, we're like I said, we've, we've said it a number of times. We're really, really super stoked that mm. you're doing what you really want to do, 100%. and you've you know you've done a lot of great things already, and you're only 24, so there's lots of greatness to come. I feel yeah, very and, proud of him. Yeah, and it's good that you know you you're really well. Um, focused mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. which is always probably when you're your happiest yeah having yes. you know <laughs> yeah. hopefully maybe one day we might see him he might do a bit of public speaking and Ooh, talk yeah. a little bit about his the stoicism yeah mm-hmm. it's a fascinating it's another really and good way of really good for training your mind somebody and your body, that yeah. of that age too mm-hmm. to being able to talk to young yeah. people around that age yeah too. so this is where you're uh Youth work might come in eventually. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? The way yeah. everything goes, it'll be very poetic if it happens. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. All right, then. Um, All right. Fantastic to talk to you, mate. Yep. Thanks for coming. Great to talk to you too. All Thank right. you so much and for having me. That's yeah, an absolute, absolute pleasure. pleasure. Yep. And we'll uh, we'll catch you soon. Catch you soon. Okay. okay. See ya. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Are you ready to dive deep into the world of consciousness and personal growth? Look no further than Conscious Conversations, the podcast that takes you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. Hosted by a dynamic husband and wife team, who are experienced coaches and thought leaders, this podcast offers insightful and inspiring conversations about a range of topics, from aligning values, mindfulness and meditation to relationships and communication. Each week, they will share their unique perspectives and wisdom on how to live a more conscious and fulfilling life. Well, there he was. What a, didn't he do good? Matthew Luke, hey? Yeah. Yes. Very, yeah. very proud of him. He's doing some amazing things mm. and he will continue doing some amazing things yeah. right through. And like I said before, very fine thread that goes through to connecting to where he is now. Mm. And, um, yeah, yeah, just Great. And just learning about this Stoic philosophy over the last couple of months that he's been doing that has really fascinated us because it's so very similar mm-hmm. to all of this well-being stuff and looking yeah, after yourself and looking, you know, being of value or of service to other people. Yeah. So, And he's got wonderful energy about him. He does, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful energy just that you want to be around him, you want to listen to him. Mm. And um, and a great um I, I mean, I'm only talking because I'm his dad, but a great oh, ambassador. Yeah, I was just going to say it's a good word for a him. A great ambassador yeah. for young um, people that just really want to work in that area. Yeah, and, I mean, just he's he's always had a relatively strong mindset. Mm. And when he really did, when he said, you know, he really wanted to lose a lot of weight, mm. he really did put his mind to it. 100%. And, yeah, look, he made a few mistakes along the way, but it, it has got him to where he is now and he has taken those. He hasn't always blamed life happening to him yeah. he's actually taken it, that That's sort right. of responsibility and now you know being able to talk about it you know that he's done it from personal experience mm. as well he's not yep. just regurgitating words out of a book which yeah. is really good he's coming from the life experience yeah that's right mm. exactly Excellent. now remember if you want to uh be part of our mm. conversation yes uh this is the great opportunity for you to jump online and go to our website, yep. and that's consciouswaves.life. Go to the podcast, scroll down, you'll find join us, fill out the uh, information, yep. send it to us, and we'll have you on the show. Yep. And it doesn't matter where you are from. We right. will grab you from anywhere around the world. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> grab you up. Ah. And, yeah, and, and have a chat because yep. really – Having a chat and going through this, not only are you going to learn so much about yourself, you're going to teach us, you're going to teach so many other people. And that's what I was um, also saying to um, a person today, talking about that you're healing others through your own conversation. Yeah, and people's stories. We remember stories. stories And, Mm. you know, we've all got a story to tell. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, yeah, come and join we'd us. Love, we'd love to join. We'd love mm. to actually be able to interview as many people as we possibly could yeah. to share this sort of. 100%. Um, and it's a good vibration. Like you feel good. You learn stuff. Yeah. You can go through a bit of an emotional roller coaster with some yeah, people. I know, well, I know that I, I spoke to uh, 
I spoke to someone the other day and they said, oh, I just don't know if I can actually get on and talk because mm. I don't know what I'd say. And yeah. I just say, just jump on because, you know, yeah. it, it, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but just by asking a question, it it it, start, it sparks a conversation. Conversation, exactly right, exactly. Well, it's great that you joined us. Thanks so much. Hope you uh, grow to enjoy Matthew's philosophies and get to know him as well, not as much as we do, but yeah. you know, it was a great another great podcast. Yeah, episode. we've got another one yes. coming up. Yeah, coming next, up. Yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah. so uh, join in on that one. That will be great. Remember, mm. we've got a YouTube channel now. Yes, yeah. And we've got other things that are um, bubbling away nicely in the background too. So we've got a lot of great things coming up. Yeah, so, so maybe some of them should actually join our Instagram page too. Oh, yeah. And because got, we're yeah. going to be putting up um, stuff about intent. We talked about that on our other podcast, our con- Conscious, Conscious Conversations, conversations yep. that we're going to set an intent each week mm-hmm. and share that with you. Yeah. Um, so if join you're us on our journey. to um, get a bit inspired yourself mm. and get yourself motivated and started on your own journey, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just join us on our yeah, yeah. on the journey. You can... Let us know what's happening in yeah. your life. Yeah, all Give great. some suggestions. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm Chris. And I'm Louise. And, and we, we are Conscious, Conscious Waves. Waves. See you. See you later. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Everyday Journey, inspiring conversations. Brought to you by Conscious Waves.